Fury's yep. getting his own show. Yep. Michael B. Jordan producing a Static Shock movie, which sounds awesome. That's a lot of news. Right? Yeah. And yeah, then, so uh, and, and apparently it's not just that it's going to be Jamie Foxx as Electro. He's going to be leading, like, the Sinister Six. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the same. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody's... Except for many reasons. Right? Um, yeah. And everybody's speculating now, like, but is it going to be a multiverse thing? Because the rumor is now that he's going to be yellow instead of blue, which is like, I mean, that's just because, oh, so they changed the color of his electricity. Like, that doesn't automatically mean he's not the same. Not electro, the same like, electro. Yeah. Like every fucking Captain Man, America I has, hated, a new, has a new outfit every goddamn movie. Like, I hated the, Amazing Spider-Man 2, though. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I, uh I, I love hate it. Because it has so many amazing scenes in that yeah. movie, and Andrew Garfield did a very good job as Spider-Man. Yeah, but he I, was I an, thought so too. He was an awful Peter Parker. Yeah, awful Peter Parker. Yeah, and the fact that they couldn't—they just tried to do, you know, it's like the X-Men Three thing. Tried to do too much in one in movie. One movie, right? Because you had you had Electro who was the supposed to be the main villain, Sandman. Sa- and then like Green Goblin comes out of nowhere. Yeah, at the and end. then and then is and they force kill Gwen Stacy, which again right. it was a really cool scene. Right, but from a story perspective, it was just. <laughs> You remember the 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 levels, the music levels when oh, they're like, "Oh God, it was so bad!" It's like he's fighting Electro, and it's like a music video. Oh my God, it was like watching like a bad epi- like a bad uh, uh, play, like a bad level of Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, like, it was so terrible. Yeah, it was really not. And good. then and then there was the whole. They spent like a solid hour on this nothing subplot of Peter Parker's parents. Like, a whole hour, like a third yep. of the movie yep. was, like, this nothing subplot. Yep. And then he's with Gwen Stacy. He breaks up with Gwen Stacy. He gets back together with Gwen Stacy. He breaks right. up again, and then they kill her. I'm just like, <laughs> for the love of God. And I, uh, what's her name? I love that actress, but, you and know. And she is. Yeah, yeah. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. She was great yeah. in the role. Yeah. And, like, and I, I remember, like, the first one I thought was really good. Um, yeah. Where, you know, where Dennis Leary played George Stacy and Reese yeah. Evans was the lizard. Like, that was a pretty good movie. Right. It had a lot of promise for a sequel. Equal, and then it just completely fucking fell apart. And then who is the rhino? To oh, Paul Giamatti. Paul, Paul Giamatti. Yes. That's right. He plays the rhino. That was indeed. Yeah. And but and and they tried to make it like you know realistic rhino where he's got like the the friggin' giant armor suit and it just doesn't work. No. It just <laughs> doesn't work. Nowhere like, near. At all. This is so bad. Where uh, Donde Está Las Cervezas? Uh, all right. Are we are we up? My in my fat head. Yeah. Ready set and do Listen, we are the greatest podcasters, I think, in the history of humanity. <laughs> and and you, you do realize Ming is sitting right there. <laughs> he takes notes from us. It's okay. Are you guys back tomorrow? <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today we're doing Ready, Set, Review. Tomorrow we're doing Cannon Fodder. Yeah, tomorrow's Cannon Fodder. Yeah. Which is great. Um, all right. Although I, I feel like I haven't done any research for Cannon Fodder yet. Uh, well, <laughs> Probably. We, so, so we can do that tonight. We should watch yeah, uh, we the should. F- Drawing Flies movie tonight. 
Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that. And then um, what's what's the newest? uh, Whoa. Oh, that's Rhino. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's so ridiculous because he has like. It's not even like something happened to his brain. It's just a tattoo on his head like something happened to his brain. Right, right. And it's really, it's just like the suit is just so over the top. I know. <laughs> and like, and don't, so. I, and it was only in the movie for two seconds. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that they introduce him as a regular guy in a stereotypical Russian Adidas tracksuit. Like, yeah. Because that's what, you know, Rhino is Russian in the comic books. Yeah. So I appreciate that. But then when they brought him back at the end in that ridiculous over the top armor, that again, there is no reason the way that suit is designed to make it look like a rhino. No. It's just stupid. It just doesn't make <laughs> just, any sense. A hybrid between like Ed 209. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it does kind of look like Ed 209. Pacific yeah. Rim. Yep. Pacific Rim. Yeah. Wait, is Ed 209 the thing from Robocop? Yeah. yeah the yeah. Omnicore. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. what it looks like. Yep. Yeah. What was the other one though? Because it looks like the the other not so Ed 209 was the the bigger machine one, but then there was the one from Robocop two, and that's the. I don't. Yeah, so that's the Ed two hundred nine. But then there's the one. The Did they upgrade it in Robocop, Robocop too? I don't remember. Yeah, because it was yeah. Kane. Kane is the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kane robot. Yeah. Yeah. There oh, you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you oh go. Oh my god! And see, see that actually looks almost identical to the thing from Amazing Spider Man two. Yeah. Yeah. To to Rhino. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know what? This is all great content, so we're going to keep going with it because why are we talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2? Because it's, quite frankly, not a good movie. Well, but before we go into that, what are you listening to? Hey, welcome (laughs) back, true reviewers. Uh, It is your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and culture. I am your host, Anthony. Oh, and I got a mouthful of beer, but I'm Matt. <laughs> and we are back. It is great to be back at a shared universe uh, with everyone today. So, yeah, what are we talking about here? We are talking about uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, and the reason we're talking about it is because there's been some pretty cool news that's come out uh, yeah. surrounding the new Spider-Man 3 movie. Yeah, because normally the only reason we'd be talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2 is to make fun of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so news news has been flying fast. Um, um, you know, we went we went a few months with uh, barely any news except for news that movies were being delayed. Um, you know, so we haven't you know we haven't gotten any Marvel movies this year. I don't think we're going to. We were no. supposed to get Black Widow. Yeah, we're not going to get No Eternals. Nope. No, no nothing. But we'll nope. get it eventually. But now yep. you know things are happening again. And the big news that dropped last week was that Jamie Fox is uh, coming back reprising his role as Electro in the yeah. MCU version of Spider-Man 3. So the Toby uh, Toby Maguire, the Tom Holland uh, MCU Spider-Man 3. So this is exciting for a number of reasons. Yeah. Like I mean, it, it, it it just they could be potentially setting up a a Spider-Verse or Multiverse storyline that's going to be then crossing over because now also in addition to Jamie Foxx yep. being back as Electro, uh, we have also got confirmation that both Andrew Garfield as well as Tobey Maguire are right. going to be in the movie as 
Spider people? Spider, I, yeah, spider I people. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, don't know. Don't assume their gender. Spider yeah, people. no, for sure not. Um, um, but it's yeah. awesome because, you know, so when, so the reason why this is even more exciting is because, you know, remember, it feels like forever ago now, but when they, um, at the last, uh, I think it was at San Diego Comic-Con last year, yeah. when they announced the Phase 4 slate of movies, um, and it was all coming out, you know, it was Blade and everything else that was out, and everybody was losing their minds, one of the things they announced was Doctor Strange, and the yep. title of Doctor Strange 2 is The Multiverse of madness so ever so for well over a year now everybody has been speculating what the hell does that mean what like is it just the title of the movie and is it going to be kind of contained to dr strange or are we really going to get some multiverse action because you know prior to this there was the fox acquisition bringing all those properties in even though those properties as we know them you know, you know, fondly from the early 2000s are most likely dead in the water. We're probably not going to see Hugh Jackman come back as Wolverine, but we probably are going to see Ryan Reynolds appear in the MCU. So all of these things are yeah. being speculated now about what exactly is the multiverse? Is there going to be a multiverse in the MCU? And I think with this new news about Electro appearing in Spider-Man 3, Toby and Andrew coming back for it, yep. and the fact that Doctor Strange is also going to be in Spider-Man 3, yes. Benedict Cumberbatch yep. has been confirmed to appear in the movie, it you're really leaning towards a, a true multiverse thing. Yeah, I mean, what they could potentially be doing is trying to find a way to bring every single Marvel movie into a single yep. universe and into the MCU, which smart on their part yeah. because you've got people who are fans of those earlier movies right. of Spider-Man 1, 2, and eh, sometimes 3. <laughs> so Spider-Man 3 is great for its meme ability. Oh, totally. Right? Because it's so it's such a dancing great Toby. Meme. Yeah, just... dancing Toby Maguire. It's great. Um but no, no, no. And and uh, it just makes you wonder like what else could we get? Like almost like from a, a funny side, like wouldn't it be cool to have a scene with yep. David Hasselhoff yep. reprising his role as Nick Fury, <laughs> right? Like, how awesome would that be? It would be, it would be so funny. Like, like how cool would it be to get a chance to see like Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher or Chris Evans show up <laughs> as the Human Torch? And they're like, "Hey, wait a minute! Like, aren't you Cap? What are you doing here, Cap?" And then he like flame on, you know. <laughs> It would be hilarious. It would be so good. Well, because also, so I'm going to remind you of something else, too. Remember, it, again, feels like forever ago because we haven't gotten this movie yet. It was supposed to come out actually this month. Right. Um, Freaking Jared Leto and the Morbius movie, right? Yes. You know, so yes. we were all we were all excited to, we were just excited to make fun of that movie because we know it's going to be <laughs> terrible. Like, why are they even making but a Morbius movie? But also a perfect role for Jared Leto. Right. But yeah. then, remember, people lost their minds in that one and only trailer we got. There's that scene where you're in the alleyway, and there's... There is a picture of Spider-Man on the wall. Remember oh, that scene right. in the trailer? Yeah. But it's not but it's not the Tom Holland Spider-Man, it's not the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, it's the Raimi suit. So that right. so you know, even for even since then, people have been speculating what is gonna happen with the Spider-Man universe. Like, is you know, people have been talking about Toby coming back for over a year now because of that one picture in the trailer, because it's Raimi's Spider-Man suit. Right, right. And could could Morbius be in the Sam Raimi universe. Although, no, I mean, I guess it couldn't because they already had... Like, isn't Morbius going to be in the Venom universe? Yes, so, that, so Morbius has been confirmed to be in the Venom universe, but there's also been talk about how Venom is in the MCU. They There's talk about how Venom 2 is going to tie those, you know, because the first Venom movie... 
made zero reference to the MCU, right? right. You know, like that, yeah. that was just the way it was. But there's been a lot of talk that uh, parts of Venom 2 are going to have little threads that connect it to the MCU. Maybe not, you know, directly or overtly, but, you know, a huh. little bit here, a little bit there. Um, but I, right, I but really well, think... Well, Tom Holland is going to be in Venom 2. Well, yes. He's signed on yes. for it. So, yeah, a, a little bit more than just, like, lines... Well, okay, that, yeah. okay, good point, good point. Fair, <laughs> fair. Um, but, so yeah, I at the end of the day, I think we're we're getting, you know, I don't think they're going to go just Spider-Verse because they already yeah. have a very successful animated version that right. has and you leaned and fully you, into that. And some of the things that you did with the animated version, you can't do right. with a, a, a live action version. Right? So I, like, I think like Spider-Ham, like nobody yeah. wants to see Spider-Ham like in like in real life. Totally. Like, you know, it's that, that it was great in animated and that's why you did it as animated. But. I think I think it's going to be I think it's two things. I think one there's um for a while i feel like you know again this is not the kind of stuff they talk about but i have to believe that kevin feige is sitting there being the genius that he is and seeing what dc has done not the dc movies because those are still hot garbage but what the cw arrowverse has yes. done in particular yeah. Yeah. and how wildly successful all of their multiverse crossover stuff has been, especially, obviously, Crisis on Infinite Earths when it went true multiverse and you got, you know, uh, the Adam West Batman and and Tim Burton Batman and Kevin freaking Conroy and all that stuff. Yep. And he's probably sitting there going, you know what? We can do this too. Yeah. But more importantly, remember, other news that came out a few weeks ago, they have cast, I'm, I'm forgetting the actor's name now, but they have cast the role of Kang in the MCU. And Kang, as we all know from the comic books, is the master of time. But as we also know, especially from Marvel comics, it's not so much about time travel as it is about multiverse travel. Kang is not only traveling time, he's traveling through universes. So having Kang the Conqueror be cast in the MCU, it only makes sense to me that he would be the next big bad and just tie it all together. Tie it all together. That's how you bring in... That's how you bring in the X-Men. That's how you bring in the Fantastic Four. Just all this multiverse shit. Just bring it all together and mash it all up. Yeah, and that's how you can keep it in outer space with the Asgardians of the galaxy, right? Mm. You know, and... He's Ant-Man 3's villain? I didn't realize that. I saw yeah, that he was cast. Yeah, and it's yeah. Jonathan Majors, yeah. Yeah, Ming just pulled it up for us here. Um, yep. Ant-Man 3, he was cast. for That's where Kang was cast. Oh, so that's... You know, I didn't realize that. That's even more interesting. Yeah. How you fit Kang into Ant-Man. Well, I guess you got the whole quantum realm... You know, how you bring in, because the quantum realm is the key to the multiverse sort right. of travel. Because, again, you know, you know, I mean, Anthony, you know, we've had endless arguments in our right. Rotten Tomatoes Fantasy League about time travel and uh, how, how Endgame wasn't really time travel. It was multiverse travel. Correct. Right. And that's why they had to put the, the gems back where they originally came from or else it would have created t- tangential universes. Right. Which it did with Loki because Loki got one of them and wasn't able to put it back. Yep. Right. So... Like, like, I think that they're going to have a multiverse, but the idea of a Kang. Now, do you think that Kang is going to be, um, uh, is it Jonathan Richards? No, Nathaniel Richards. Or uh, Nathaniel, um. Like, you mean X-Man? No, 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 no. Nathaniel, um. Cable? 
No, 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 no. Uh, Franklin Richards. Franklin Richards. Yeah, Reed, Reed Richards. Reed son, Richards. Yeah, Franklin son. Richards. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Franklin. Sorry. Super duper uh, Omega level mutant. Yeah. Reality bending. Yeah. yeah. Child, super powered. Because that's who Kang is, right? He's Franklin Richards. Well, uh, no, no. Kang is Immortus, which are one and the same, two different realms. Franklin Richards. Well, I mean, again, depending on you know, it's been retconned and rebooted and changed, but there is yeah. a timeline where Franklin Richards becomes Galactus. Yeah, no, Kang actually is Nathaniel Richards. That's who he is. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's Kang, Immortus, and the whole thing. Um, yes, yes, you are correct. Right. Because right. Fra- Franklin Richards eventually becomes Galactus somewhere in the I forget the I forget what arc it was I read it but he becomes wait, wait. It's, Reed Richards' son eventually becomes Galactus yes. who they fight in like their first comic yes it's it's a whole you know just <laughs> oh I love trying to think too hard comic about books are it. great trying man. to think too hard about it well because I mean that you know that's what they do I mean the the Marvel universe and DC does the same thing they you know they reboot the entire freaking timeline every few years yeah you know, which again I'm fine with I yeah, get it's it okay. you know it, it's hard to keep up with sixty years of continuity right like, exactly and that's why you need things like a crisis on infinite earths or you need a multiverse storyline because you need to be able to collapse everything and get it to focusing on just one right. you know kind of concise story which is why i like what dc is doing um or what they're going to be doing that with the future what is it called the future forward or future fast oh thing. yeah future forward yeah, yeah, yeah future yeah. forward where apparently yeah. they're if i if i read it correctly they are like literally just pressing pause on the yeah. universe as we know it today and just shifting everything into the future yeah it's like 2099 but cooler so they tried to do that with new 52 right or uh, uh, we don't say those words out loud. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so they tried to do it already, and it wasn't good. Where they jumped, but that was only a year into the future. Right, exactly. This right? is going to be more. This is going to be more like yeah, a thousand years. In well, the maybe future, maybe it'll be like the, the Snyder cut where they learn from their mistakes <laughs> and they get to make an entire new freaking universe. Yeah, the Snyder cut, which is a, a entirely new movie. Yeah, just a. Um, just, just to let the true reviewers know out there, we, we're not going to talk a lot about the Snyder Cup because we can talk about it for hours. But just so everybody is aware, we had previously let everybody know that uh, Warner Brothers had issued a roughly $30 million budget yes. for Zack Snyder to complete his, quote, vision. Yes. That budget is now over $70 million. Yes. So he's making an entire new fucking movie. Yeah, that, okay? that is just... not completing a vision. <laughs> that is making a new he's movie. Making an entire new or seventy. Oh, million dollars is way way more than yeah. most movie budgets get yep there it is right there yeah. right up in the big board 70, 70 million dollars wow for a four part it's no longer even a but movie. the hype a train four part the hype train is real oh, right God. i mean and that's where i think that going back to spider-man right i think that's what kevin feige had seen in, in from crisis on infinite earths because yep. Crisis on Infinite Earths, it was great. It was a great five-part, you know, crossover. I actually liked the one that they did previously. I thought Elseworlds Infinite. was better. Wait, was El- it was oh, Infinite Cr- Elseworlds Crisis. came before right. So this year was Crisis. Crisis. Well, on oh, Infinite Crisis Earth. on Earth X was the Nazi one. Right. That was the Crisis, one, and then Elseworlds. Was, right. Yeah, and then Elseworlds. So Elseworlds was last year. I agree. Elseworlds right? was better. I, I loved it. I thought Elseworlds, the three-part story. I thought it was great. Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I thought it was really well done as well, but it wasn't as good as Elseworlds. But the thing that was real was the hype train. Yes. The hype train, every announcement, the fact that they were going to have Brandon Ruth coming back as Kingdom Come Superman, which 
ridiculous. And it was awesome. And it was amazing. It was so cool. Um, having Kevin Conroy in there, having uh, Ezra Miller as Flash yep. showing up, right? Yep. Like, like that was what was the most important thing was that hype train. And that is, I think, what Kevin Feige is seeing. Yeah. He's seeing that hype train. Okay, let's get some hype around this. We can do this multiverse story. We can connect and bring in some of these characters that, other people actually liked so people can get a chance to see it and the idea of seeing all three actors in spider-man suits in one movie at the same time i mean it would just be wild yeah it's it gonna be, be it's so gonna cool. be great yeah uh, yeah i mean for me that there's even even if andrew garfield and toby Maguire have a combined five minutes of screen time it's yeah. gonna be worth it yeah like it's gonna be worth it you know what would be hilarious is i would love to see the three Spider-Man uh, interacting over how ridiculously hot Tom Holland's <laughs> Ant-Man is. That would be like, a great how, scene. Like, how funny would that be? They come in and they're just like, wait a minute, your aunt is... She's your aunt. That's yeah. your Aunt May. Well, because because those, those they've already had those memes, you know, about how Aunt May gets progressively younger and hotter through the movies. Because first it was, you yeah. know, she was super old. I forget the actress's name. Yeah. And then it was Sally Fields. Yeah, you know, Sally she's still Field. up there in age, but she's still hot. And she was, you know. Yeah. And then you got Absolutely. Marissa Tomei, who's yeah, like a fine wine, it. who just only gets hotter. Like she, she's just <laughs> she's she's like an eighty-two more go. Oh she, God. <laughs> Absolute fire. Yeah, and yeah. it's just the and it's, and the and the jokes they even had, you know, all the way back to Civil War with just Tony Stark hitting on on Aunt yeah. May, and it's just, oh my god, it's so great. I, I I can't wait for what they do with that, and I think it would be cool too if they found a way, you know, because if we're getting into the idea of multiverse and time travel, I would like for them to find a way to bring back um, Emma Stone. Yes, as, as Gwen, Gwen Stacy. I know because you know. Like, listen, I you know me, I'm I'm a Spider-Man guy through and through, and you would think that because I'm a Spider-Man fan, I'm Team MJ, but I have always been Team Gwen Stacy, yep. much like I am Team Lana Lang and not Team Lois Lane. Like, the OG is the best one for me. Um, and, you know, Gwen Stacy, you know, one of the few characters of, of comic mythos that has actually remained dead. Yeah, clones, well, clones don't count. Yeah, well, clones and then multiverses, right? No, multiverse doesn't count. The Gwen yeah. Stacy that got her neck snapped on the bridge <laughs> by, the, by the Green Goblin, that Gwen Stacy has been forever dead. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely and Emma Stone is just a great. She's just a great actress. Fantastic, yeah, right? fantastic. she's a great actress. So that's the other thing, right? So like with the multiverse, when would it pick up? Like when does Andrew Garfield come like away? Or, exactly. Like, and you can just you know you can just erase it with one line of dialogue, right? Like oh, Gwen <laughs> Stacy, wait, didn't you die? No, thank God we created the uh, whatever device. Yeah, the whatever device. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, you know you do you do you know one line of dialogue. It'd be great. But man, I I am a fan of Eva Emma Stone big time. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah she, so she just does it. So <laughs> okay, so we've got we've got Electro that's going to be in the new Spider Man. We've got Spider Man that's going to be in the new Venom. We've got two other Spider Man that are going to be in the new Spider Man. Yep. And Doctor Strange that's going to be in the new Spider Man. Right. And then you have uh, Scarlet Witch in Doctor Strange. Who is the villain in the new Spider Man? Well, I mean, oh, well, I guess it would be electro. You would think it's I mean, electro, I guess it's be right? Electro. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they haven't. So, so one thing they really haven't done, which is surprising to me, in the so, I, so I think it's a couple things. Here, here's what I think is actually going to happen. I think we are going to get a Sinister Six type thing in 
Spider-Man 3. Because remember, you had Vulture in Spider-Man 1, right? Yeah. You had Mysterio in Spider-Man 2. 2. Um, right. And it's very easy to assume that Mysterio is still alive. We know that Vulture yes. is alive. He's in jail. Very easy yeah. to assume that Mysterio is still alive because of just everything he, he fucks with your mind. Like, And Vulture and Mysterio are two... OG members of the Sinister Six, dating all the way back to the yeah, 60s, yeah. right? Yep. Electro is also an OG member, right? Yep. Uh, the Scorpion, not right. an OG member, but but a feature member of, fu- of future lineups. And remember, and the it would Scorpion- give, It would give a good introduction to Matt Gargan, although he was He in was in the that- after credit scene. In, no, he was the after credit scene in, in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, that's right. He was right. the guy that's that, that was. Uh, Michael yeah, yeah. Keaton is talking to with like the, the, the tattoo on his neck right. or whatever, right? Yeah. And we technically also have a shocker already, right? He was the right, guy we did. With the, yeah, you know, right, in, in the first movie, right? Which again, not an OG member of the Sinister Six, but featured but in future lineups, yeah. right? So you've already got- key members of the Sinister Six existing in this universe, right? And if we're going true multiverse, you know, if they really want to get fucking weird, they could bring Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock and have wow. him be the older, wiser guy that, you know... How awesome. You just right? nailed like, it. How awesome would that yeah. be? Like, honestly, I don't know how they would do it, but I mean, there's a way, you, you know? Could, you could definitely do it. Well, you bring him into the Tom Holland, you bring him into the MCU through multiverse. Exactly. And then he is... Maybe it's Doc Ock who is the one who's like spearheading the whole thing, right? Because he's always right? been the brainchild of the whole, right? Thing, you you know? know, he's the smart one, right? Yeah. So it's his idea, his plan. He travels through the multiverse in order, or like maybe that's the thing, right? Like the power of the sun in the palm of your hands, yeah, right? right? Well, maybe when he went down with the the sun, that yeah. thing, it whatever. rips a hole in the yeah, space-time yeah, continuum. in the space-time yep. continuum, and now he's he's through the multiverse. Yep, right. Exactly. And so that's where that's where Doc Ock is, because they never really explain what happens to him. He just right. goes down into the water, and then that's yeah. it. Because honestly, so here's what I think they're really going to do. So, you know, so going back to Doctor Strange, right, and the title yeah, of the yeah, movie, yeah. The Multiverse of Madness, I think what's going to happen with the addition of Scarlet Witch to that movie, right? Um, before we even talk about the WandaVision trailer, because that has a whole other element that I think ties into this. Right. I think so. You know how Doctor Strange and Wong they do the little their little portals, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, right? And those yeah, portals sure. can take you fucking anywhere, anywhere, right? Yeah. So I think that they're gonna the plot is gonna be something that revolves around that that little let's call it a magic trick, right? Okay. Uh, combined somehow with Wanda's powers, who you know, if you look at Scarlet Witch. Each time we see her, she gets more and more powerful, learning more and more about her powers. Yeah. Her powers become different in each movie. You somehow get, like, you know, very much like the comics, a chaos magic type thing, you know, order and chaos. And when those mix, those little Doctor Strange portals, they they upgrade, essentially, from just location, point A to point B travel, to multiverse travel. Wow, that's a really good... Like, that's and that's really... how you start to get into different universes. Wow, that 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 could be cool. And just think, I mean, the multiverse of madness, like how awesome. No, they've shown Howard the Duck in both Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> movies, but how awesome would it be to have to to see like one that was like animatronic, right? And I it was like die. look like an actual puppet, like the one from the 80s I movie. I would die, man. Not like a computer animated yes. one, but like one that's like an actual animatronic like puppet. Dude, that would be amazing if we could have Howard the Duck. Dude, see, and this is and can we just like do Okay, can we just do a a live action animatronic appreciation <laughs> chat for a minute because listen, I get that CGI has revolutionized yeah. the entertainment industry. Yes. It, it's it's given us the opportunity to do things that we could have never done before with practical effects. Right. And I get it and it's great. 
However, there on no planet can you tell me that this animatronic freaking Howard the Duck is worse than the CGI version. No this way. is so much better. It's just like the Ninja Turtles. Yes. The, the, yeah, you know, with 100%. All, all the money that Michael Bay spent on those two fucking movies that were so bad, yeah, the animatronic terrible. ones from the late 80s and early 90s, I will take those a thousand times out of a thousand over those stupid CGI ones. They were yeah. so much better. Yeah, where you have an actual actor that's yeah. in there, not just one who's like wearing... Yeah. Like, Light up bulbs right. and everything all and over. Like, and like, I get it. You know, like the Hulk, for example. The Hulk, the Hulk is ten feet tall. You know, and six thousand pounds. Right. He has to be computer mocap. Yeah. Like yeah. that's fine. You know. Yeah. But some of this stuff, you know, Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon is you know the two feet yeah, tall. You know, you can't like you can't put a jumping person. all over the right, place. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah. But stuff like Howard the Duck. You know, the, those can be. Uh, I'm not, I was gonna say motion capture. Those can be animatronic real suits. And like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that that suit is. Really really uncomfortable i'm sure it's really hot and really hard to pee in like i wouldn't want to wear it (laughs) but it's better on screen like it just is yeah and and man and it would just be so awesome like it would just be so cool if they could do it like and you do it as like a throwaway scene same thing with 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 david hasselhoff as as nick fury yes like how hilarious would that be to be able to see something like that i would you you, know i would i would kill to see a scene of just like howard duck Rocket and like Drax oh, at a bar, yeah. like at like a space bar, you know, just like <laughs> just just dialogue, just like hamming, Tarantino yeah, dialogue. It up. Yeah. Like it would be amazing. It would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, it really would be. And it like the be. best part is, it's like you know, like you know, because just like the the running gag from the movie, you know, he doesn't know that he's a duck. And Rocket doesn't know that he's a raccoon, they, right. you know, and they just go back and forth about it. <laughs> so what other Marvel, what other Marvel movies like could show up in a multiverse of madness? Right. So like, you, of course, you've got the Spider-Man films. Yeah. You've got, you know, there was that that terrible Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. movie, maybe one of the other Hulks. Maybe you. Get, oh God, no! I mean, you could, but I don't want Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah, anywhere I don't want near. Eric Bana. Yeah, I yeah, don't want. No, no, thank you. And no. Nick, I mean, I would take Nick Nolte in a movie just as Nick Nolte, but not as yeah. the Absorbing Man because no. that just did not work. No, that movie at was all. Not good. Yeah. Um. So, so obviously, so let's get the obvious out of the way. Um. With the exception of of Deadpool, they're not ever gonna oh, bring X-Men. back any of the X Men properties. I I honestly don't think they are. I mean, I think that it would be. You know, I, I think fans would obviously nut themselves if they brought back, you know, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, like the big names, to, you know, even for a small yeah. thing. But I honestly don't think it makes any sense. I think they want to kind of remove themselves from that universe as much as they can, not because it was bad, but just because they wanted to, to start fresh. Because, you know, because Hugh Jackman, you know, Hugh Jackman is up there in age. He's still jacked, handsome fellow, yeah. but he's up there in age. And Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are pushing 80, you know, like yeah, it's, it's, it's tougher can't. To have them in these kind of movies. So I think that that X-Men universe, even the newer universe um, with the, you know, that uh, First Class and uh, Days of Future Past and Apocalypse, I think all of that is going to be gone. We're obviously going to get Ryan Reynolds and everything that he's built in in that world. So like that Colossus and that team. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know, which, well, actually, you know what? So, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong though, because, well, maybe I'm wrong though, because remember in Deadpool 2, there was that scene where the new class of X Men, right, right, with Beast and and everything, yeah. yeah. 
they they had you know they had that scene where they were, you know they closed the door and yeah, they were embarrassed yeah. you know so I would you know again I would be okay if they brought those X Men into the universe because despite the fact that Dark Phoenix and Apocalypse were garbage movies I enjoyed the character portrayal like the people they had cast I yes. enjoyed them in those roles and getting a chance to see what New Mutants actually is going to be God I can't wait dude I can't, I, wait. I can't wait I can't wait it's gonna be the worst thing ever I'm so excited it's it drops good. on streaming like in November doesn't it yeah it yeah, does I can't wait. yeah it's like pretty soon so but it's you know I mean the one thing that everybody I think is gonna want to see is to see Wolfsbane Right. And Jean Grey right. in the same movie together so that we can see, you know, we, we, we can see Maisie Williams and uh, um, what's her name uh, together. Again oh, Sophie screen. Turner. Yeah. And Sophie yeah, exactly. Turner. Again. Game of Thrones. Little yeah, Game of Thrones yeah, reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and but see, so I think that that so so me personally, here's my thought on the matter. I think that no matter how bad New Mutants is, if the actors that play those parts are good enough that they can like enjoyable enough that they can be reused with a you know under better direction and better storytelling I would find a way to fold them in to the Deadpool side of the world because remember the new mutants become X-Force in the comics right it's Cannonball Sunspot they're the OG X-Force team under Cable's leadership right right correct and I think, and you know, they 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 joke about X Force, you know, in the in Deadpool too, when they all when they all die, right, you when know, they all Shatterstar die. gets right. in the, the helicopter blades. But if the characters are good enough, even if the story in the movie sucks, I would, you know, flip the multiverse switch. I would love to bring those characters in and give us like you know a more comic accurate version of X Force. Yeah, that would be it. Would be cool. Um, I I definitely think it would be. You know, an interesting route to go. I mean, I, I was never the biggest fan of X Force, to be honest with you. Um, what? You know, and the one guy I did like, I don't know why, but I always did like Kane. He was the guy with like the metal arms. Oh, and, and his hands like shot off in the shooting yeah. fist. Yeah. Yeah. He was cool. I liked him. But like the rest of the X Force team, you know. So, but you're talking like OG X Force. Yeah, like 90s okay. X Force. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was Warpath and yeah, it was Cannonball yeah, and exactly. Domino yeah, yeah. and, and Feral. Wolfsbane, yeah no so that so okay oh, that's so, right that's Feral, Feral right, who was Feral. just a Wolfsbane knockoff who they eventually kill in the comic right. books because Feral was strictly a Wolfsbane knockoff but then yeah. you also had Richter yeah and, all the Rob Life the Rob Life yeah the Rob Liefeld yeah. yeah see now I I gotta say so if we're talking about X Force real quick I, I I can see I can see your point about how like the OG X Force was a little just much 90s you it's know so like 90s. it's so 90s <laughs> I, I i get it but i'll tell and you I one of my one of my all-time favorite story runs in comics is the i guess you would call it the rebooted x-force when um it's around the it's around the time of when the x-men have moved to utopia um you know the little island off the coast of san francisco or whatever and cyclops yep. wants a uh cyclops basically commissions a, a black ops x-men team and wolverine leads it and they call it x-force right and, and he's in the black and gray the black and gray right. suit and, and it's, it's him it's x-23 yep, and it's warpath and yep. phantom x eventually joins and Cy yep. there's like different iterations of the team but they're like Psylocke and Archangel back when he's like fucking crazy and cutting people in half with his wings yep um, that whole run of X-Force those couple of teams that's some of my favorite X stories ever because it's like 
very much in the spirit of X-Men, but just, like, brutal. Yeah. Like, brutal. Because it's all that, like, Wolverine always says, like, this is the stuff that, like, you know, that Scott and Gene can't be seen doing. This is the stuff that we do behind the scenes. Like, the first arc, the very first arc they did, where they kill the child Apocalypse to prevent him from growing into full-grown Apocalypse with Deadpool on part of the team. And Phantom X is shoots him in the fucking oh it's such an awesome story one of my favorite x arcs ever it only it only ran for a few years but god is it good yeah you know and it's it's funny because like one of the things that i think that they're missing right now that they could do really really well is the legacy virus storyline right whereas if you had an x-men team right especially with the way that that quarantine is right now how topical it is you could do a great movie about the legacy virus where at the end you know wolverine gets the virus produces the antibodies and and they're able to save you know everybody from it but i mean you know how relevant to today would it be you know that would be awesome so maybe that they're they're going to get a chance to try and set something up but i think that the cool thing that the uh, multiverse of madness can do very similar to what dc is going to be doing with flashpoint is you can very quickly <laughs> but are they <laughs> uh, let's hope so let's hope so but what you can do is you can really quickly introduce new characters new new teams new stories you can introduce a whole new x-men team right without having to have an origin story right you you can you can introduce a fantastic four team without having an origin story Right. You know, there's a lot of characters there that you can bring in and and put them all into the same universe. So let's talk about this theory. Right. So going off of the multiverse of madness, we talked about how um, Scarlet Witch is confirmed to be a character that appears in the multiverse of madness. Right. But uh, very obviously, from a continuity perspective, before we get Doctor Strange 2, we are getting WandaVision. WandaVision is the one thing that Marvel has claimed is being released this year. You know, we're, it's, right. it's fucking October 16th or whatever right, right now. Which, so, uh, you know, remains is to be it going to be released this but, year? <laughs> but I mean, but to be fair, of all the other stuff that's out there, this is the only thing um, that has a trailer right now. I mean, obviously Blackwood or whatever, but, you know, this is the only thing true. that has a trailer, right? Um, well, actually, that's not true. Falcon Winter Soldier also the trip. Anyway, I'm getting yeah, off topic. Yeah, yeah. So, Here's my theory, and Kevin Smith is actually talking about this on a recent episode of Fat Man Beyond, and I think it makes a lot of sense because I thought the same thing when I watched the WandaVision trailer. Okay. So when you watch the WandaVision trailer, there are heavy, in my opinion, heavy, heavy House of M overtones. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like yep. even down to the point where there's a bottle of wine they're pouring, and it translates, like the label in French translates to House of M, right? So they're very heavy House of M overtones here. Because, again, because right off the bat, the first question you have to ask yourself is, how the hell is Vision here? Vision got his yeah. freaking head ripped apart by Thanos, right? Yeah. And this yeah. obviously takes place after that. So where the fuck are they? The most logical thing is some version of the House of M, because the House of M was a reality that, you know, as you know in the comic books, Scarlet Witch just created. She created a reality. It became the House of M. Yeah. She created it out of, her, out of fucking thin air. So I think that WandaVision... The whole thing is going to be based around that concept, and I think what they're going to do is use that 
not maybe not necessarily WandaVision itself, but that ties into the multiverse of madness and flip it as opposed to where she said no more mutants at the end of House of M. You know, it wouldn't be this, you know, tongue in cheek where she says mutants, but this the events of both the House of, of uh, I'm sorry, of WandaVision and the multiverse of madness, those events are what lead to the creation of mutants because of her crazy reality altering powers. Because the big so rumor just the right, opposite of no more mutants, she actually creates mutants. Right. Right, because, you know, like the way I would envision it is that it's something like, you know, because, again, you know, Vision was the love of her life, right? And she right. watched him die twice. She twice. watched him die twice. twice. She killed him once, and then Thanos ripped his fucking head off, right. right? So she watched him die twice. So, and you know, we know that her powers are unstable. They've shown that in the movies. So she gets it into her head that she wants to, like, you know— find a way very very similar to the way in the comic books where Spider-Man went through that phase where he said no more deaths right I don't want anybody to die that's going right. to be my thing which is right, obviously right. unattainable she goes the flip side and she's like I want to create life and she kind of loses her mind a little bit and just starts creating life and some of that life is now mutants interesting i mean it it it's going to it's going to be interesting to show cuz they've never really talked about her origin right her or quicksilver's no, origin yeah. they they right? glance they they touch on it briefly in an after credit scene um you know with baron von strucker right when the first, first time we see them they're first in the cells them, right. yeah right which was at the end of I want to say winter soldier yeah that I was think. it was an after credit scene in I think it was Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think it was Winter Soldier. Yeah. I remember yeah. it was an after credit scene, and yeah. it was obviously before yeah, Age yeah. of Ultron. Yeah, because what was the? It, 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 it would be the whatever movie came right before Age of Ultron. Which yeah, I think it was Winter it was Soldier, Winter right? Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was an after credit scene. But yeah, you're right. They don't really talk about their origins, other than hinting at the fact that that they are some sort of that they've been experimented on, you know? Right, in, and that they were way. brother and sister. Right. right. Which again, you know, if we're talking comic books, you know, for for decades. Wanda and uh, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were mutants. Yeah, which of course got they, retconned and recently to make them not mutants not because mutants. they wanted to they, they link Separate it up with the them. MCU. Yeah, you know, you know whatever. I, I get it. Yeah. It's fine. And they were supposed to be obviously the the daughter and son of Magneto, right? Like that was the whole thing, like, right? You know, and and so like it, it will be interesting that maybe the one division because that's what the whole House of M was was because Magneto was the king and she created the whole reality for Magneto basically right yeah. and essentially and then when it was when Magneto died. Right at the end, that's when she said, yeah. "No more mutants." Right? Yeah, well, and, well, and it wasn't just for Magneto; it was her. It was her perception of giving everybody what they wanted. Right. Remember, Spider-Man right. was super popular; like everybody loved him. Yep. And he was married to Gwen Stacy. You know, like they were. It was her idea of giving everybody what they wanted, yeah. but in a mutant-dominated sense. Because remember, like you know, Luke Cage and Hawkeye were humans, and they were like the underground or whatever. Right. Um. So it was very. It was very much both. So yeah. So I think that. Because, again, they, from what I've read at least, they have not announced who the potential villain for, for Doctor real. Strange is going to be. But we do know that Scarlet Witch is going to be in it. And just knowing what we know from the comic books, I think it makes sense that Scarlet Witch will inadvertently 
be the villain. Like, you know, they'll, they'll probably yeah. have, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely have Baron Mordo in there and they'll, they'll do a pump fake on you, you know, where yeah. you, Baron Mordo's the villain, but it's actually going to end up being Scarlet Witch. I, th- I think that's what they're going to do. I, I think that they're th- what they should do. I think that Scarlet Witch would make a much better villain than a hero character because you can, like her powers are so off the charts that like you like as a hero, she's only able to use really the telekinetic part. Right, like that's all right. you ever see her really use. Right, when she's got these incredibly powerful reality controlling powers that you know would really be able to, it would make a much better yeah. villain than a hero. Well, and that and that's why I think it's so interesting because they they hint at that in Infinity War. You know, like they like everything is moving so fast in Infinity War, they kind of gloss over the fact that it's like you know you, when you really step back and and say to yourself, okay, wait a minute. The Infinity Stones, the most powerful things in the entire freaking universe, she can destroy them. Yeah, she like, can destroy them. She has the them. power to yeah. destroy them. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of glossed over in the movie, but when you stop and think about it, you're like, oh, okay. So yeah. she's like, powerful, powerful. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, I mean, and she has that scene where, like, right before Thanos is like, rain fire on them, where she's yeah. like, lifting him up. And, yeah. Like, his. Dude, she fucks Thanos up. Yeah. yeah she I mean, fucks him up. Like, worse than anybody else did. Yeah. You know, even even Captain Marvel, when Captain Marvel comes down and. Yeah, and dude, she him. messes him up. Yeah, the meme ability of that one. I, you took everything from me. I don't even know who you are, bitch. It was such yeah. a great scene. I mean, it was it was awesome. Like, yeah, and, it was an and, and, like, absolutely I, incredible scene. I, I definitely like everything that we've seen of her so far. It, it's definitely cool, and to be able to explore her powers a little bit more. Yeah, will it be out in December? Hopefully, it will be. But yeah, I would love I would love for it to happen. Oh god, this is such a great scene. <laughs> yeah, dude. At, at Endgame, Ming, Ming just put up the scene on the on the big screen for us, and. Endgame is one of the most endlessly rewatchable movies. Oh, absolutely. Ever. And people people talk about the people talk about the last scene from The Boys and how how oh the uh, girls did, get it done. Girls get it done girls is much better. No, you know what? I love the way that the the girls get it done scene in uh in Endgame was. I mean, I thought it was awesome. Oh, dude, it was incredible. It was absolutely I mean, I mean like listen, like I don't care what anybody says because you knew like like the the moment you know they got when when you get it about the halfway point of watching Endgame, you know how it's going to end. You yeah. know there's going to be a big fight between all of the heroes and Thanos's army. You don't know exactly how you're going to get there, but listen, if you watch Endgame at any point in time, even if you've already seen it ten times like I have, and you honestly sit there and tell me that you don't get chills when you hear uh, Sam Wilson come in and he says, he goes, on your on left, your left yeah. and caps, like, and then the portal start to open. I'm getting chills just talking about Dude, it. It's, it was like, like one of the greatest just, scenes it's just the, ever. It's the best. It is and the absolute best. And when he finally best. says, Avengers Assemble. Oh, God. Like, when he finally get a chance finally to hear it. Finally says it. And he's like, Avengers Assemble, yeah. right? And, and then, he's, got, he's got Mjolnir. Dude. And and and, uh, and Thor's got Stormbreaker, and it's and man, then just when you think it can't so get cool. any better, when they start raining fire down, and, and yeah. the guns go elsewhere, and you're like, "What is that?" And it's Captain Marvel. Yeah, and she just like, comes in like Superman, and dude, just and that's Deus one thing. Ex Machina. Nothing, great. nothing angers me more than when I have to shut idiots down when they're like, "Ooh." Well, Captain Marvel was misused and she was really shallow character in Endgame. And I'm like, no, shut the fuck up. She was deus ex machina. She was goddamn Superman coming in and saving the fucking day like a goddamn hero. And yeah. it was 
was the best part of the entire movie. Yeah, she's that's who she's supposed to be. She is supposed to be the most powerful person yeah. in the MCU right now, and that's that's just and that's what she is. That's what she is. She's more powerful than Thor. She's more powerful than anybody else, except for possibly Scarlet Witch. But she comes in and just decimates people and yeah. it's awesome and that's exactly how she should be like continued to be used yeah where it's what it's you want her to do you you and you want to use her less you because it's almost it's it's what i call the uh the andre the giant factor right <laughs> so back in the 70s back in the 70s back in the 80s when andre the giant was a huge huge star he, he, he no pun intended he wouldn't be in one territory for very long. Right. Because he was an attraction. So whenever he would come into a territory, it would sell out. The eighth right? wonder of the world, right. baby. Exactly. He was he was an attraction, right? So you couldn't have him on the show every week yep. because people would get tired of seeing it. Right. Right. You need it. It's almost like Brock Lesnar too. Right. Like you need, you need him to be used very sparingly yep. so that when he is there, man, it's a, it's it. Everyone want, is on the edge of their seats. Everyone's tuning in. Everyone wants to see it. That is what Captain Marvel is. You, yep. you, you want to use her very sparingly because she's so powerful and you right. want to make her you want her to be that super powerful. Exactly. So. Because because there, there's no there's no tension when you're watching things when you know that the hero can just murderate everybody without even blinking an eye you know like yeah there's no there's no attention that's why that's why one of the most annoying things in superhero movies which has changed obviously over the last couple of years but is when they always try and find a way to take away the hero's powers right yes I totally think, agree I think that's like one of like that was like the main superhero story like if you look at like okay so Superman won. They take away his powers. Superman 2, they take away his powers. Uh, Wait, when did they take away his powers in Superman 1? With Christopher Reeve? Yeah, because he remember he was wearing the kryptonite necklace? Oh, okay, oh, with, with the kryptonite necklace. Okay, right. okay. I, I was thinking more so of the he's way like they drowning, did it in, right, yeah. in Superman 2. Right, yeah. Right? Superman 2, they take away his powers in Wolverine... What was it in Wolverine? The one where he goes to Japan. Yeah, they the take Wolverine, away. Yeah, the yep. Wolverine. They take away his powers. Uh, in Spider Man Two, they take away his powers. Which was the only thing I did not like in about that Thor movie. One. In the first Thor movie, they take away his powers. Right. Right. Like you can't. You can't have a superhero movie that is really compelling where you believe that the superhero is in danger without taking away their powers. And that's such an annoying storyline. Hang on one. Hang on one second. This is Parker. This is for you. <laughs> anyway um so i i totally agree with you yeah. with the exception of one thing the the thor the first thor movie when they took away his powers that was the only time in a movie like that i was okay with it only because they of the way they did the story because they didn't take away his powers just to make him weaker it was all about him learning how to be like you know, they took away his powers because he was an asshole. Yeah. Not because, you know, like... And it was so well done. Cause, exactly. Cause like, it even has, like, that's why it has the inscription on the side of Mjolnir. Dude, yeah. Right? Which was right? just so good. The scene right? when, he, when, he's in, when, he's in, when he's drinking the coffee and the diner, this is a great drink, and he smashes another. Yeah, another. You're like, what the fuck? You can't do that. Like, <laughs> but, dude, it, the, yeah, the movie was so great, and, and they did it in such a, a great way, but... Um, you know, it's just it's just kind of like across a lot of different movies. They, the main way that they 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 are able to create tension for the hero is so by taking great. away his powers, yep. right? So hopefully they don't have to do that with with Captain Marvel, right? Right, because it, if you use her sparingly, 
You don't have to. You don't have to do it. They did it in Man of Steel as well with right. Superman. Right. right. And right? so when and, he's on the ship and they're taking away his power. And this has been a big thing that they've talked about for what Captain Marvel two is going to be. This is such a great scene. It's just he smashes the coffee cup on the ground. <laughs> um. So this, the the a big you know big chatter right now is what are they going to do for Captain Marvel two? Because obviously that's going to happen. And you know is it going to be you know it timeline wise in between? But honestly, I think that they. What they need to do is, you know, get away from this idea to your point of depowering the hero to try to prove a point and just put them put Captain Marvel up against the villain who's just as powerful as she is. Because, again, we've already had that scene in Endgame where she's like, "Uh, guys, the universe is pretty freaking big and there's a lot of other people out there aside from just you. So, yeah, not all of them have Avengers. Right. And the universe is so endlessly big so it's very easy to just throw in a, a, a villain that's just as powerful as Captain Marvel yeah. so you don't need to tell a story about her getting her powers back it's just a knockdown, drag out brawl between her and whoever the villain is who's just as powerful hopefully Kang like hopefully how, Kang how, how right? yep. like like that's the thing like you make the bad guy look better yep. by by making him beat up the super powerful good guy yep Right, like that's just like that's just the way that you write a good villain story. Yep. Right, and and so hopefully we're going to get something like that. Yep. You know, and and we'll have we'll have the opportunity to to see not only a multiverse and and see characters that we've loved that have been in in movies past, but you know we could see you know new characters in future movies as well. So before we before we change gears, I have a question. Because I was just thinking about this as Ming was searching videos, another video that came up that reminded mm-hmm. me. So, what gave you more chills? Was it the end game scene where the portals open, Ooh. or was it the Infinity War scene where Thor and Rocket and Groot show up on the battlefield when things are looking grim? Because, because for me, it's like neck and neck. Because I remember specifically. Watching Infinity War in theaters, that's when I had that freaking kidney issue with the bag hanging out of my fucking kidney, and Campbell took me, and I'm sitting there, (laughs) and Thor shows up on the battlefield, and it's just like an epic scene, and he's like, bring me Thanos! Like, I got such chills. Yeah, I I do love that that scene, too, and it reminds me, so there's a a game I play, I'm sure some of our listeners might uh, play it as well, it's called Path of Exile, Oh yeah. and uh, when Thor shows up, it just reminds me of, like, like if you have an ultimate like character in Path of Exile, and he's got a a power called Lightning Strike, you can just wipe out waves of enemies, you know, and it's just so cool, like, like this scene when when he shows up with Stormbreaker, you know, because it's it you you know he's dying, and then yep. Groot you know creates the handle right for Stormbreaker because you don't then, see what happens yeah. after. Oh, here it yeah. is, and oh, then he just God. beams in the and it's just the rainbow. Oh, yeah. and then Stormbreaker comes out and just takes out like a hundred fucking guys. Right, because the whole thing is that yep. Stormbreaker can control the Bifrost. Yep. Right, which is is something that Mjolnir could never do. And the fact that he has Rocket and Groot with him is just so amazing. Yeah, and his lightning powers. Like, he's not just super strong. He's just lightning powers. Oh, I forgot about that. You guys are are screwed now. Just so good. Yeah, this this was definitely a great scene, especially because this really shows you how powerful Thor yep. is. And yeah, see, lightning strike. Dude, Bam. <laughs> and and so again, not to like constantly shit on DC, yeah. but like 
this is like textbook superhero stuff. Yeah, like, like how can like you not you, just do that? <laughs> and the thing that's great about it is that they're still telling a compelling character-driven story while giving you the superhero moments that you want. Like, what is so hard to understand about this? DC, Warner Brothers, I'm asking you. What is so fucking hard? Because I can't think of, we have, we've had what? Uh, uh, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Aquaman, seven movies, six movies, right? Something like that? Suicide Suicide Squad Squad, and Birds of Prey. Right. All of those (laughs) movies... All of those movies, three of which feature Superman, there is not a single superhero moment in no. any of those movies that, that, that. gives you chills no. to like, oh my God, the hero is here. It just yeah. doesn't happen. Even when Superman returns in and comes back to life in Justice League, <laughs> right? Like, I believe maybe, in, I believe in truth and, and justice. justice. <laughs> but like, but like even when even when uh, he comes back from the dead, like you don't care. You now don't maybe care. maybe Zack Snyder's cut. Or Zack Snyder's new movie. Uh, don't rather. get me. I don't get my blood pressure, Robert. <laughs> well, uh, maybe that's going to change things, but I, yeah, no, yeah, fuck I, it. absolutely. Let's, let's, let's absolutely change, not. Let's change gears and talk about the boys because okay. the final episode of the boys dropped last week, yeah, and Anthony so, and I are caught up, and we want to talk about it. For yeah. A minute. So, so the boys is, in my opinion, the best social commentary that is on screen today. It is. It is. It just an absolutely incredible show that really has its finger on the pulse of of current society, and it's able to have that that you know kind of aspect and 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 really make the, the, the some some specific points from both sides of the argument. It really right, does, right? They can make yeah. the the argument from both sides, and it really is like an accurate display of what society is like today in america and it's it's really interesting it's i mean they did some really fascinating things with it and it really is uh, there's a lot to love and and very little to dislike do they they make what i what i love about it to 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 the social commentary point the thing that i think is most relevant what i absolutely love about it is that they they paint the heroes the vaught heroes the soups they fill the role of what politicians fill in our daily life. Like, and it's really relevant in that scene. Um, I forget which episode. It's like the third or fourth episode where uh, Stormfront and Homelander are talking to that crowd. And they're like, you don't want supervillains to come in. And like, you need us yeah, to you see need more soups. Yeah, we more need soups. More soups. Dude, more soups. If that's not a fucking allegory for some jackass politician up there going, well, you just need more government to take care of you. Like, it, like to, to your point, it, it, it's pure social commentary yeah. with superheroes. And it's absolutely brilliant yeah it really reminds me of what the watchman originally was oh like yeah if you go back and read the comic book watchman from back in the 80s the watchman uh, from the graphic a- novel or, my yeah, yeah okay so <laughs> graphic novel multiple comic books actually yes okay so if you go back and read it, it it was the best social commentary on that period of time in the 1980s yep. You know, with the you know, we're we're ten minutes to midnight, you know, yep. and and the the impending nuclear war that would happen between the United States and Russia, and and like the the whole feeling, the fear behind it. Who watches the Watchmen? Just it was great, and that's what the Boys has become. The Boys has has really done just such an incredible job 
of of creating not only a compelling story but having surprise um having surprise violence which i love having surprise uh surprise scenes like okay so careful for spoilers we should have said that in the beginning but careful for spoilers listen but just just like Uh they they do such a good job when they create this overly you know like this over emotional moment to then very quickly give you uh, some moments of levity and some moments of humor, right? Like they talk about this one scene where, you know, a soup wipes out an entire like a group of people and then he gets strangled by, uh, you know, a dick tentacle, right? Right <laughs> afterwards, right? And it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Like, it's like there's this, oh, like, and you're like in this scene and your heart is breaking. And then they take a break. They add a little bit of levity and, and then bam, when they're, dick, when they're break, dick tentacle. When they're breaking out of that, like, hospital and the guy's got the dick. It was a dick. It was a dick. <laughs> He goes, what was that? Oh, man. Yo, that. And seeing Iceman as, like, the pyro character. Dude, the memes of that have been great. It's, It's you know, it's, it's, of course, either you either die as Iceman or live long enough to see yourself become Become pyro, pyro, which is great. It's it's so fantastic. But, yeah, I mean, Boys Season 2, for me, better than Boys Season 1. Yeah, you know, yeah, very it's, much so. Because yeah, it's, it, it, it's different, though, because we, we were talking about this the other day. You know, the, the one thing, the one criticism I would have for Boys Season 2 was what, how they treat Billy Butcher. Yeah. He's he's almost kind of an afterthought in, in Season 2, but it's, but it's okay in a way because Season 1, he was, like, such a focal point, like, his yeah. mission and his life. Yeah. And in Season 2... It becomes like in season one, the soups are just the soups and they're assholes. And that's really all you know. But in season two, everything, you know, with the exception of Black Noir, really gets opened up, you know, to between Stormfront and Homelander and his weird milk drinking thing. And, you know, and the deep with his with his gills played by Patton Oswalt of all fucking people, right? Yes. And A Train oh, with his like, you know, A Train with his like debilitating, you know, need to be loved right. and want to be in the seven. Right. And, and he wants queen to be in the Maeve, yeah, right. Queen Maeve with her with her uh, her love and her relationship with her lesbian lover and like that whole thing with Homelander. Like it's all so focused on the soups and the boys are now kind of an afterthought. So it's very different, but it works and it's so good. It does. It really does. And there's there's some just and I love the uh, what do they call it? Is it the circle? No. What's what's the church that they're a part of? Oh shit! I uh, forget the name of oh it. Oh my god! What is it called? The yeah. Church of the the, the collective, the col- I think, I think yeah. it's called the collective. Yeah, the, yeah. Collective, the church right? of the collective, something so- like that. Something like that. But the right. oh, dude. And so like, like that whole thing is just great, and like it's so church of the collective. Yeah, there it is. Church Thank of the you, collective. Man. So it's and it's so Scientology, right? Oh. Where you end up having to give all this money, and they promise to get you back into the seven. You know, and, or, and when or, the deep loses his mind at the end, oh, he's like, he's like I married this fucking girl, and I, this, I can't even get back into the seven. It's so great. <laughs> like it's just, the dialogue is great. It's just like phenomenal like like that scene where they're trying to give the deep a wife oh and, and my he's God. like and he sees that one woman who's like very like you know sensuous yes and he's like he's like that's the one that's what and like no like, no, no. <laughs> he's like what are you talking about <laughs> dude just the scene i think one of my favorite scenes was where so there was in the the one episode where he's talking to his fucking gills right and it's played yeah. by Patton Oswalt played by Patton Oswalt yeah. brilliant <laughs> casting by the way just absolutely amazing and he finally like you know comes to terms with it or whatever and then there's the follow up scene where he's, he's on the 
whale and the boys ram the boat through the whale. Oh, right into and, the whale. And yeah. Homelander shows up and he says to the deep and he goes, your gills are showing. He goes, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> like, it just, just tears him just, right back just down. Just right back down, dude. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. And I think oh. my favorite scene, I know this is, it's like so cliche and you saw it coming a mile away, but that scene where Queen Maeve shows up behind Stormfront and she's like, hey, you Nazi cunt. And just like, and they all yeah. start beating the shit out of Stormfront. Like you saw it coming a mile away, but God, was it good. Yeah, it was really good. Now, obviously, Stormfront is supposed to be, like, way... She's, like, almost as powerful as, as Homelander. Like, I would say I would say as powerful, yeah. In a different way. Yeah, but Homelander wouldn't... Uh, I, I wasn't a fan with a lot of the things that they did at the end. Like, Ho- Homelander is... He can literally rip anybody apart. And, yeah. like, I don't understand why within literally a second he didn't just rip Billy Butcher's head off at the end and just take his son and fly away. Well, so it's what we call character development because... <laughs> uh, no, it's not character development. No, so it is because, again, so uh, so I think that was a very... You think he has, what, sympathy now? No, 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 no. Just the exact opposite. I think that Homelander, throughout both seasons, Homelander, for me, is somebody that is focused on a goal. He's focused on an end game. And I yeah. think that we don't know exactly what that looks like yet, but it's something to the effect of world domination, right? Something to that effect. Yeah. And in order for him to accomplish that, he cannot have people hate him. So when Queen Maeve shows up with that video, you know, of her of of him and of Homelander and her uh uh leaving the plane to die from season 1, he, I think, it shows how he actually really doesn't care about his son. And yeah, he probably wants to rip Billy Butcher in half and probably even his own son for killing Stormfront. Yeah. But he's more focused on whatever his endgame is. And a big piece of his endgame is making sure that people continue to like him. So he can't kill a kid a, yeah, he, and B well, it, let people that, know well, that's that he's his a dick. son too like he's not gonna kill his son well there know? was that moment there remember like when he realized remember he, he got like you saw him get a little you know he well, thought, I thought about I it I thought he was gonna kill Billy Butcher no I thought he was gonna kill his son he thought about it for a minute there because the uh, son was the one that ripped Stormfront in half which yeah. was fucking awesome by the yeah, way yeah and, and I'm glad that the wife was killed too or, yes. or like the mom was killed like yeah yeah like just her whole storyline like i hated she to die. everything about her yeah, i really didn't like the whole thing with billy like it is so just for me so far unbelievable to see someone who if for 7 years you create this vendetta against superheroes you search for the person that you believe murdered your wife you believe that your wife is dead when you find out 7 years later not only is she not dead, but she has a child with your enemy, the person yep. that you think murdered her. So she slept with, was impregnated by, and had a child with the person that you thought murdered her. Yep. Right? So, like, I don't understand. Like, and then when he goes to get her to save her, she's like, she's like, GFY, you know? She's like, I don't want to go with you. My son is too important. Like, whatever. And then on top of all of that, he knows that the kid is a billion dollar piece of Voight property. Yep. Like a Vought property rather. Like it doesn't 
It just doesn't make sense. I hate the whole storyline. I hate the whole thing. Like, the fact that Billy Butcher is taking the kid. Like, he hates the kids. He hates soups. Why is he going to hang out with a soup? He's going to take his wife's bastard son, who from the, from the, he's going to, the son of a person he hates, like, and try and raise that kid? I, I guess. So, I mean, that's so dumb. So, before I tell you how much I agree, when you slipped there and said void, I just had an entire season of the boys flash before my eyes where instead of like <laughs> where instead of fucking Gustavo Frain, it's John Voigt like as the head of this Voigt Industries and it's just John Voigt well, being all John sorry, so Voigt 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 was Watchmen, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah no it, no it, I, I, I think pronounced Viked, right? Like Viked? Viked? Yeah, I'm not sure. Is I'm it not Voight? sure. How it, is it Voight? 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 Like, <laughs> I think it's pronounced. I don't remember. But, uh, but, 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 like, but like, but like, literally, when you said Voight Industries, the whole the whole thing flashed <laughs> yeah. before my eyes. No, <laughs> yeah, Voight, Voight Industries. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it's Adrian Voight. Right. Right. That um, was that was uh, uh, um, uh, Ramses the yeah. second. So anyway, bottom yeah. line is, I I agree with everything that you just said. Yeah. Um, is that you know the I you know and and they even they even gave you that scene where a split second where you can see Billy Butcher considers killing the kid because he murdered yeah you know, he he murdered his wife, wife. Right? yeah murdered the woman Which, that he loves like again you know the kid murdered the woman that you love and now right. you're just gonna take care of him so I think it's away from his dad like Homelander like. This would be like the exact moment, like yeah. where Homelander should have been like, "This is why you need to come with me. You're dangerous. Like you need to learn how to control your powers, and I'm the only one who can teach you." Right? Come with me, son. Come with me, and we can rule the galaxy, as father <laughs> and son. You know, like like that's what he should have said. Like, so, so here's the only on. reason. So here's the only reason I think they didn't do that. Well, I think there's two reasons. I think I think at some point, you know, the boys pushes the envelope pretty far, right? But I think at some point, somebody in the editing room was like, uh, maybe we shouldn't have them kill a kid. Just, you know, straight up murder. I don't... But I think, furthermore, I think what they're going to do, the reason why they kept the kid alive and went with Billy Butcher, because remember there's that scene at the end where the CIA woman, I forget what her name is, and she's like, you know, we want to create a special division for you and the boys, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't say anything. He walks away, but he's obviously going to fucking do it. That's right. going to be the plot of season three. Right. It's, it's I think, obviously Suicide Squad. I think they're going to give you in season three, or perhaps season four, if it goes that far, a bit of a time jump. You know, keep all the same actors, You know, call it a, a time jump, yeah. age the kid. 10 years, you know, make him, well, he, he would be, because he's like, what, 8, 9, 10, probably to make him 20 years old and pit him directly against Homelander. He becomes the anti Homelander working for the boys. You know, it feels a little cliche, but I feel like that's why they kept him alive. Yeah. It does feel cliche. And the boys is anything but cliche. Right. And so that's yeah. why I was hoping, like, you, we've seen so many different movies, you know, and obviously I quoted Star Wars, but there's been so many other movies where the bad guy tries to convince, like, the good guy to work with him and, like, look, we could just do this yeah. together. Yeah. Like, let's rule the galaxy yeah. like, the together best, as father and son. Because the do best this. villains are the ones that think they're doing the right thing. And we've never, ever seen it done that way. Right. I would love to see that. Like, what happens? That's cool. I, I like what, that. What happens if the kid is actually like, you know what? No. I like, like that. Like, dad, like, 
teach me how to be a hero. And then he learns, and then you've got a little mini Homelander. Like, how now, how much bigger is the villain? Yeah. Right? Well, see, because, like, they really degraded Homelander, especially with the last scene, because he's so insecure and he's just <laughs> masturbating on the top of the Statue of Liberty or whatever the building. I think, so actually, I think it was great. I think yeah. it was Vought uh, Vaught International yeah. oh, building God. and he's just masturbating on top of the <laughs> so, of the building. So I'm going to tell you what I thought he was masturbating to when I first watched that scene because you never really see what happens to Stormfront's body. Oh, right. right, right. So she's obviously missing her arms and her legs. And right, she's he says that scorched. she's locked up. Right. Yeah, which you assume that she's going to heal from it eventually. So I really thought that just because of how sick and twisted they've made Homelander, I thought he was going to be jerking off to her, like, corpse, like, hanging there. Like, I thought <laughs> it was going to be Stormfront. Yeah, that like, would be, that's, that would be like, messed up. Like, perfectly <laughs> fucked up, right? Like, you know. Messed up. But honestly, though, like, so I, I, I totally agree yeah. with you with, with some of those things. And my biggest, my biggest gripe about the last episode was that, it, even though I was fine with the way that it ended, I really, really wanted to see either... Queen Maeve or or Kimiko or or Starlight just rip Stormfront's face off because when 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 Queen Maeve showed up again you saw it coming a mile away but it was just such an awesome scene when all three of them are beating the shit out of Stormfront I really wanted the three of them to kill Stormfront and not the way that Stormfront died but again I was fine with it but like that was the moment I was waiting for. I was waiting for yeah. like you know that real showdown that vengeance moment the the where Queen Maeve turns. Kimiko gets her vengeance, and and Starlight shows how fucking awesome she is. And they just beat the shit out of Stormfront, but like whatever, it, it was still good. It was yeah. still very good. It, incredible. Like the show is absolutely incredible, and you know, obviously, we're gonna have our our little things that we don't like in terms of like the story, but really looking forward to to next season and and what they can put together. And well, because let's talk about the big, you know, the big reveal for me, you know, because there was. A lot of speculation about who was doing the head exploding. Right? Oh, you know? right. Every, everybody yeah, I say I didn't like that. See, everybody. I see, like I like it because everybody. Everybody thought it was you know the the one escaped person from the the hospital scene, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't her. There was the the cool theories about an Ant Man, you know, style yeah, person jumping into yeah, people's heads like, and exploding like the them. Yeah, right. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Like very cool idea. Yep. But I'm not gonna lie. I like the idea that this senator or congressman, whatever she was, is a, a secret soup who yeah. has the, I don't know if it's telekinesis or just literally her only power is blowing your head up, but it's fucking cool. Yeah. And I like the fact that she's this has this ability because you don't know, because what is her agenda? What the fuck is she trying to accomplish? Yeah. And the fact that Huey is going to work for her, I think it opens up a lot of really cool story and plot points for season three. Yeah, it just it just shows you that both sides of the coin, yep. like no matter what side of the coin you're on, it's huh. the wrong More side. social commentary, yeah, baby. I mean, it's just, it's great. It really is great. It's and just, she's kind of like, hot, too. The people that you think are the good guys are not the good guys. You nope. think people that you think are the bad guys? Well, yeah, they are the bad guys, but everyone's a bad guy. That's why, <laughs> so, that's why I love it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Really, really, really good. Encourage you to go out and uh, and watch it if you haven't. Um, you know, the, it more than worth rewatching yeah. multiple different times. Like it's it's one of the best shows, and certainly in my opinion, one of the best superhero shows ever created. Hands so, down. Yeah. Um. All right. So listen, before we wrap up and give you our our final thoughts, Jerry Springer or whatever, 
we just need to give you guys if there's if there's one thing yes. that you listen to us about it there's one piece of advice that we give you that you follow let it be this one yes go on to youtube yes google or <laughs> go on to youtube and go, google go on to youtube, go on to YouTube well, and i mean it's kind of google it's, yeah. it's actually kind of on to youtube yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of accurate same but anyway thing. yeah go ahead search, search for. for the jujitsu movie trailer Right? Jiu-Jitsu with Nicolas Cage. With Nicolas Cage. Watch the two minutes and 30 seconds, roughly, of this trailer. This is... <laughs> this it, is... This is what America needs right now. A hundred percent. Jiu-Jitsu featuring yes. Nicolas Cage yes. and Tony Jaa and the guy that played Crossbones. I'm forgetting his name from the MCU. Uh, Frank Grillo. Frank, Frank Grillo, right? yeah, yeah. It's, it's Nicolas Cage and a bunch of other fucking dudes. It's like a space Mortal Kombat type movie where they're saving the world from a from a, a villain that looks like a space age snake ninja? eyes yeah, from yeah, space G.I. Joe. Yeah. Right? Cyber, Cyber Ninja Dude, from, uh, from Metal Gear Solid. It is, it is, yeah, it's like a mix of Predator <laughs> with Mortal Kombat with G.I. Joe. It is yeah. pure, unadulterated action wank stuff for fucking fans of this kind of shit. It's, it's the, this is the kind of movie that back when Blockbuster was Blockbuster, this was in the three, the $5 oh, and under DVD bin, like, you know. Yo, you pick this movie up on a Friday with dude. your boys from Blockbuster, man, and you just, you hang out on a, like, you, that's, Bro. you're in for a lit weekend. Bro, like, I, <laughs> I promise you, I promise you right now that I'm going to watch this movie at least three times. None of those times are going to be sober. <laughs> None of those times are going to be sober. I'm going to try lots of different drugs while I watch these movies. It's going to be amazing. And here's the one thing I promise you. Based on the trailer, there is not a single jujitsu move <laughs> that happens in this movie. There is none. There is no jujitsu at all. There are there are fucking Chuck Norris roundhouse kicks. There's Muay Thai knees and bone breaking. Yeah. There are samurai swords. There are there, there's there are a lot of aerials. There's swords. A, yeah, a lot of flippy kicks. Yeah. There's there's yeah there's there is not there's a aikido. There's there is not a no single jujitsu move that happens in this movie. I promise you, you will not regret this. Watch the trailer. Whenever the movie comes out, it doesn't matter. Fucking watch it. It looks amazing. November 20th. This is what America needs right now. If you are a fan of movies that have zero good plot and 100% pure, unadulterated action, this is the movie for you. It looks great. (laughs) It looks like I don't want to think. I just want to turn off my brain for a little while and look at some sweet action and some sweet kung fu and a mysterious cyber ninja type character that comes in from outer space. It looks amazing. It looks amazing. amazing. And Nicolas Cage, thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being Nicolas Cage and being Nicolas Cage <laughs> in a time when we need Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so, so thank you very much. I will absolutely watch this movie multiple, multiple times. A hundred thousand percent. Oh, God. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us as always. You guys know the drill. Like, follow, subscribe, whatever the hell it is you want to do. Listen to us. Enjoy all of our shenanigans and our nonsense. Thank you very much, as always, to a shared universe right here. Uh, Ming, thank you for being with us today. Really enjoyed it. Working the big board. I had a fantastic time today. 
Can't wait to come back tomorrow to record our sister podcast, Cannon Fodder. Cannon Fodder. Make Fodder. sure you guys check that out as well. Definitely check that out. Had an absolutely amazing time today. Uh, and know. coming soon, a new episode of Jack Acid Flashbacks in the future. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get a chance to do that. Goddamn uh, we have, right. We have some good ideas on some uh, some new movies that we want to we want to do some watch-alongs with. So, yeah, check us out. And uh, as always, stay tuned, true reviewers. <laughs>